Yes, yes, someone did it. I was like, oh, he's not here. What are we going to do? But Vera has picked up the slack. Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America. And hello, everywhere else in between. Welcome to this week's UCR Uncensored Radio Live. And as you can see, we have a wonderful panel with us today. Luke, you're next to me for once. You're never next to me. How are you? How are you today? I know I've climbed the ranks by default. Um, I'm wonderful. I'm just getting over a bit of an illness, but I'm bouncing back. You know, prednisone's amazing. So, woo, strap in, kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's my Instagram oh, no. too. I'll start putting stuff on there eventually, you know, because I'll, I'll pretend my life's exciting like everyone else does on Instagram. Well, I've only just engaged. <laughs> I engaged like the other day. I was like, you know what? I'm going to hit that. I'm going to hit that Instagram up and be like, yeah, I'm living a life. Vera, yes, how are you oh, today, oh my, my love? Ah. Uh, we're melting here in New York. It's a little warm. Oh. Yes. It's Hello, UCR. Or Ace. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, UCR. Hello, Vera. <laughs> this is Vera's dementia special. <laughs> At least we know she can read a cue. She's like, yeah, no worries. And as you can see, we have a lovely special guest with us again today. It is Anne and no Renata. Hi, Anne and oh, no Renata. Hello. How are you all? I'm so excited oh. to be here. I do like being on this show, especially without my handler. Ah. I know. She's, the she's been off. let loose. She's been let loose. <laughs> And, you know, she cannot be restrained. But oh, you're joining oh. us because of lockdown, aren't you? Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> I was like, who do I know that I can rope into some kind of debauchery oh, hello, today? Brooke. Well, hello, Ace. Oh, hello, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. She's here. Hey, girl. Hello, I love the. I love Brooke's um, photo. She looks like she's I in um, American Horror Story Coven. She's like, yes, <laughs> I'm here. She She's the supreme. I live. I think it's fantastic. So, guys, yeah, we're two of us are in lockdown. Luke, you're not in lockdown yet, are you? You're still no, living a free life. I'm free. You're um, free? Yeah. Well, the, Brisbane's in lockdown, and the, there's a lingering threat that will happen here if there's any, you know, more scares. There was the scare earlier. Uh, so they will, it could happen. Yeah, well, we know what it's like. It can happen at the drop of a hat, right? Oh, it'll happen, girl. Cases are spiking here. Oh, at a wedding. I love oh. a floppy. I love a floppy hat at a wedding. Okay. Girl, did you oh, wear all black to a wedding? Well. That's hilarious. <laughs> these are all these are all um, Anne and Renata's lovely people who I've had the chance to meet and have have good times with at Michael Gile and the like. <laughs> you know. So yeah, you can't you can't do anything for a while, can you? And you're stuck. No, we're um. I mean, we try to keep our little TikTok videos up. However, we can still do our spooky Sunday radio show because we are classed as media. So we are essential services because we keep everybody's uh, picker up. No, <laughs> wrong word. Uh, <laughs> we do. We try to keep their joy up, and uh, we do that on a Sunday between eight to ten p.m. on Newcastle Live Radio. So you've got to download that app, and uh, we are let we are allowed to be in studio together. And both Renata and I are fully vaccinated, uh, as are our partners. So we're we're pretty confident that we're safe. 
We'll put our human <laughs> condoms on. But yeah, a lot of fun happening over there. And we, we try to catch up on a few recordings and we record our podcast and things while we're there because we're allowed in the studios. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, and speaking of Sundays, is going great, Guns. You guys are doing great stuff. Yeah, they said that we're rating really, really well, which is awesome. And the, the best part about it is we have a good retention rate of listeners that they're staying on for the full two hours. Which oh, is wow. which is great. what's your secret? I know <laughs> it's our good looks, obviously. obviously. <laughs> good, good looks for radio. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great show. I've I've really enjoyed it. That's usually my my chill out time. And what's so your favorite I'll, segment? I I do love actually I love a bit. I do love paranormal trash and treasure Thank just you. because <laughs> because it's just. The, ra- the most random stuff you find on eBay, yeah. and you can tell yeah. you can tell Zach Baggins just going. That's how he finds that. his stuff, right? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy, buy it. it. There's a demon in it. I'm gonna buy wait it. Till you, <laughs> wait till you see this one. This, this weekend, I've got a wish from a gin. Ooh, and I don't mean the one that you have a slice of cucumber in. No tonic with that one. It's very enjoyable radio. So even if you're not in Australia, you can listen, can't you? Yep. Anyone in the world can. All you have to do is download that app onto your phone or computer, Newcastle Live Radio, and then you tune in at 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time and listen to us live. And we, we choose our own songs too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so we could bust out a little bit of, like, Katie Underwood then. Beautiful. They've done it. They've done it. Yeah, well, she could do Matt. She could do Matt. Yeah, Yeah, it'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Cross-promotion like nobody's business. (laughs) You guys guys also did your... um, your social, you know, your social services the other night where you just hopped on and had a COVID chat and I jumped on with you as well. Yeah. That was yeah. that was a good decompress for the Newcastle people, I think. Yeah, well, it was for everyone in Australia that's really suffering at the moment. We said, look, we're not going to do um, readings, we're not doing questions, we're not flogging you anything. All we want to do is for you to vent Get it out of your system. Talk to people who um, understand what you're going through and um, just just let people know how you're feeling. And it started off quite fierce and everyone's angry and telling how they think it wasn't by the end of it. Everyone was laughing and it it was like a, a, a pressure release. Yeah. It was great. Much needed. We had the, yeah. we had the same conversation yesterday with um, Katrina and Jeffrey because we um, – we got all into our experience of COVID and it was all like, oh. but by the end of it, um, it ended up like this. She's vaxxed, waxed and stacked, Katrina A. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our cat and that's why we love her, you know. So we'll be seeing more of Kitty very soon if you're a cat fan. She'll be, she's, um, we recorded a couple oh, yeah. of shows yesterday. So. <laughs> Kitty and Kitty is on the loose. Actually, we were all all on the loose in that show, weren't we? A little gotta bit, remember, yeah. Got to remember what I said because it was a bit of a naughty show. Well, actually, <laughs> there's some stuff in there I want to talk to you about. I think I've incriminated myself quite Ooh. badly. <laughs> yeah, we'll just revise the edit when we go through that. Oh, will we just? All right. Incriminate or lose a date? Incriminate. There's a difference. Maybe both. 
baby <laughs> Well, while we're talking about dirty little secrets, let's jump into this week. Hot load of hot topics. <laughs> now it's animated. Renata hasn't seen it. Oh. <laughs> seen it animated. <laughs> Let's cut again. Oh let's let, let's do a double. Let's do a double up for for oh, Anne. Sorry, Anne. I called you Renata. Hot load of hot topics. It's the sound at the end. <laughs> I fought hard. I fought hard for that sound. I was against oh. that sound, Anne. I was like, no, that's too yeah. vulgar. It's, it's, it's the point's already there, but he fought for it, and you know, it is what it is. <laughs> He is it's the director. He is, he is the director, and he gets the tr- he gets final say. Really, but well, I have to say, you got a reaction out of it, so it's that's, that's what, what it's all about. Are. That is what we're after. All right, we're going to jump straight on to breaking news, guys. Ooh. Breaking news as of this morning. Yes. TMZ's reported Jamie Spears has finally agreed to step down as Britney Spears' conservator. The US pop star's father, who has been conservative for more than. 13 years is reportedly filing legal documents via his uh, via his lawyer, agreeing to relinquish control of Britney's estate, according to TMZ. Um, despite the major decision, Jamie said he believes stepping back is not in his daughter's best interests. There are, in fact, no actual grounds for suspending or removing Mr. Spears' conservator of the estate. It's highly debatable whether a change of conservator at this time would be in Miss Spears' best interest, the court documents read. Now, after I woke up and that literally happened three minutes later, the documents are filed. It's all, it's worldwide news. We're all on top but of it. But she's not being freed. So, no, but, the, but what, she, what she wants is, is happening finally. Daddy is out of, or stepping out of the picture, which is probably the best thing for her. Yep. Right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's been very controlling for quite some time. And I know that in his head, he's saying that's the best thing for my daughter. But at some stage, you have to let your children fly fucking free and let them make their own mistakes and don't fix it for them. Let them fall on their ass and let them work out how to get themselves out of the situation. Otherwise, they don't learn. Exactly. Like, she's nearly 40 years old. She's not like... If not now, then when? Vera, your opinion, my dear? Oh, you know, I wish it wasn't going to another conservator, but you've heard me say, if Brittany was a man, if her name was Charlie Sheen, they'd let her fall on her ass. Oh, yeah, and be celebrated for it, too. Yeah. But, look, in my opinion, it can only be a good thing. It's what she wants. Do you know what I mean? I feel so happy for her because it's what she's wanted for so many years just to, you know, have her father out of that toxic position of power. Um, It's very funny if you actually, because I looked at the court documents, all throughout it says, this is contrary to the the statement of, uh, the detrimental statements of Lynn Spears. So they're not, (laughs) they're not seeing eye to eye on it at all. So, Mum's, mum's. I think that might have been the turning point. Is that mum stepped up a little bit and gone, "Hey, I'm here." Um, yeah. So, I think it oh. just goes to show, doesn't it? Money is just the root of all evil, and that you know it can actually have family abuse each other. And you see it when people pass and things like that too. It just gets crazier and crazier. And I can hear a lot of white noise. 
Somebody's got a fan on somewhere. I know. Oh, oh, it's oh, Vera. Oh, Vera. Vera is melting. That's why. Oh, She's... Damn, I can't help oh. it. I'm sorry. I, sorry. Think, I don't mind white noise because the white noise is what the ghosts talk through. Yeah, so, so we can get some ghostly voices. You hear it. You hear it like tinnitus, don't you? It's like ah, oh, like. <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, <laughs> so soothing. All right, you let's get to the. Turn it off. I'm really sorry. <laughs> okay, I want to. I want to get to because you got You're about to get overheated anyway, Vera. Let's oh. talk about the man. Oh, you know, I got lots to say about this. So it's going to be part of the rant, but okay, yeah. it's part of the rant. But you can just give us a little. What? Let's talk. Can we talk about the statement that is the title of today's episode? <laughs> I'm not perverted. I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, I did see a meme today that said uh, New Jersey uh, t-shirt shops were opening in the middle of the night to get printing. <laughs> New Jersey is notoriously run by Italians and mobsters. <laughs> I feel like that's Jeffrey's new catchphrase, right? I'm not perverted. I'm, I'm not perverted. I'm just Italian. Jeffrey <laughs> Emmett. <laughs> Since 1983. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Established 1983. So but, what do you make of it all, though? The, like everything, Vera? And do you think the Democratic Party did the right thing by removing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish the Republican Party would show as much uh, integrity. It's very interesting because... The the shift in the shift in his um, response seemed very rapid. Like mm. he's like, I'm not, I'm not okay, I'm not, but, but you know, there's a, there was a but, a big underlined but. It's like, oh, um, okay. I think he thought he had a lot more friends than he does. He's made a mm. few enemies over the years. Um, he had a lot more friends than he does. Mm-hmm. Has his brother commented yet? Nothing I know of, but I don't watch CNN. <laughs> I don't watch CNN. I don't watch CNN. Oh dear. Um, another thing the Americans are up in arms about. I I didn't realize that Jeopardy was this controversial. I know. So right? after weeks of celebrity tryouts, leaks, and heated speculation by game show fans. Current executive producer Mike Richards and actor Maya Bialik have been named permanent co-hosts of Jeopardy, marking the first time two people will host one of television's most popular game shows. Will they be able to fill the massive hole left by Alex Trebek? Well, Was it really a massive hole? People that? love Alex Trebek. I didn't realise he was that well-loved, but... <laughs> well, he's just what you think him. of when you think of Jeopardy. Hey, you hear his voice, you know... Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have Correct I'll have tinnitus for four hundred. <laughs> thanks, Alex. Like, um, it's just you know that's just what you came to expect. He was the face of the show, so I guess people feel sad when something changes. Uh, it is like a rebranding, and people don't like change. No, no, they don't. No, they no. don't. Everyone was very. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brooke. <laughs> Maybe headphones is a good idea. <laughs> I'm forever apologising. I'm forever apologising to what her two children here, so the, the two that are homeschooling there, she's got four in total. Um, yeah, so I apologise too, Brooke. Oh, you know what it's like. <laughs> Sometimes it happens, but, you know. Um, 
Yeah, LeVar Burton was the big one that everyone seemed to really want to take that spot. He but was, from what I hear, he was adored. Everybody who watched it said he did a great job. Yeah, and, and there's a bit of upset because uh, Trebek actually had someone that he wanted to take over. It was a woman, and she didn't even get a, a like a tryout. So, yeah. look, I guess, you know, things change. People need to adapt, but it is hard to, you know, hard know to take on. Yeah, well, the, the show's been around for 700 million years. That's right. just a different, you know, next generation. Speaking of next generation, Ooh. Wednesday, the TV series has cast its Gomez and Morticia. Louise Guzman and Catherine Zeta Jones will join Jenny Ortega as Adam's family parental figures in Tim Burton's upcoming Netflix series. Did they get it right? Oh. I love Luis, but he's no Raul Julia. No, no. I'm thinking they're going to have to whack some putty on there to make it as good as the original but Gomez. Is, but this is the thing. <laughs> if you look at the cartoon Gomez, the cartoon Gomez is not this suave Latin lover. He's like a little pudgy dude. And Morticia's oh. like Morticia's like the sexy, tall, like, vamp. I like, think uh, Raul, or is it Raul? Raul. Raul, Raul changed it, though, didn't he, with the casting in the film? And it's sort yeah. of that. Oh, well, the TV show, John, was it John Aston? That was... John Aston. John yeah, Aston John Aston was pretty suave. He could go either way. Yeah, hmm. it was pretty. But I think everyone, again, everyone loves that, those Adams Family movies. They are. It was like a gold Christina Ritchie as Wednesday was the best at the summer camp. I, I don't think anything <laughs> can ever top that. Ever, yeah. um, well, I think they yeah. could have done better than Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, I don't think she'll be bad, but I think there would have been people out there who could have been better. So it's an interesting right. casting choice. She hasn't done. Has she done a lot lately? Or? No, not lately. Really. No. The last no. thing she did was give Michael um, Douglas HPV, right? Throat <laughs> cancer. Do you think he got it from her? Well, that's what it, that's what he that's what he said. He got it from his wife, so we know what he's been doing in this. Unlikely. Um, yeah, yeah, look, down. Isn't it a wonderful world, though, where Catherine Peter Jones and Blossom are all getting jobs in twenty twenty one? So, <laughs> I actually. I don't get that. I don't get the hate for Catherine Zeta Jones. I think she's I quite talented. I don't hate her either. No. I just I think that there could have been better choices. Yeah, I, uh, I can't think of one. Selma Hayek. Where are you at? Yeah, Selma Hayek would have <laughs> been a good one. <laughs> but you're not well, very tall. But especially, I guess, especially if they're going this Latin route with, like, Jenny Ortega's fairly. She she's like a darker skinned Latino, right? She's yeah. she's ish. She was was she in um? No, she wasn't in in the Heights, was she? She's in something else. No. But anyway, they, they seem to be going that route a little to, you know, kind of undo the whitewashing of the Adams family. As Without it were. the white Adams family are always like pale faced. So she'll probably be it like. Doesn't mean they have to always. Come on, they were cool. But it doesn't mean they have yeah. Gomez. Gomez. Hello. Gomez was his name, I guess. It's not. Yes. It's not Ronald <laughs> or Chad. It's Gomez. Like. I know. <laughs> Vera knows some Gomez's. So this is a bit of a like a bit of a heartbreaking article that came up this week as well. Actress Christina Applegate has been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. The 49-year-old Anchorman actress took to Twitter to reveal the news to her fans 
Hi, friends. A few months ago, I was diagnosed with MS, Christina tweeted. She added, it's been a strange journey, but I have been so supported by people that I know who also have this condition. It's been a tough road, but as we all know, the road keeps going unless some asshole blocks it. As one of my friends that has MS said, we wake up and take the indicated action, and that's what I do. So now I ask for privacy as I go through this thing. Thank you, XO. Damn. <sighs> She's had a rough trot, hasn't she? She had she had the double mastectomy because of breast cancer, and she's she again very underrated. Very, if um, I was just gonna say, she's one of those actresses, like you know, from from Kelly Bundy to what her career has been. I think we saw how great she could be in Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead, and she's really been quite a wonderful actress throughout her career. And oh, people, what's her Netflix series that's so good? Dead to me, it's brilliant, apparently. So, yeah, she, she flexes a bit of a dramatic muscle there as well. Um, but it's, just, it's, it's so sad that Selma Blair, who is her co-star yeah. in The Sweetest Thing, also has MS. Like, assuming that's the bestie that been I'm assuming so as well. And yeah. her, her journey has been a rough one yes. if, you, if you follow it. But it's just... It, yeah, give the girl a break. I mean, she's had a, well, she's had a rough trot. Rough, no matter who you are. Exactly. But so, yeah, thought, thoughts and prayers are with Christina because, I, and again, I think she's a lovely, you know, a lovely lady. But let's go to some not-so-lovely news, I guess, oh, shall we? Does it get worse? Uh, <laughs> it's, only, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> um, we're going to talk COVID, and we're only going to talk about it for a little while. Um, a married couple in their early 70s both died from COVID despite being fully vaccinated. The Scottish couple had been very cautious in order to avoid the pandemic as both had underlying health conditions. Underline, underline, underline. Um, May Cropley, 71, had been diagnosed with cervical cancer and an autoimmune condition called Good Syndrome, while her 73-year-old husband, John, suffered from vasculitis, inflammation of the blood vessels, which affected his lungs. Uh, both contracted the virus at the same time. However, John passed away first. May refused further treatment after witnessing her husband die and passed 12 hours later as she sang Amazing Grace. Oh, <sighs> That's heavy. Oh, very sad, and, but it does highlight, you know, a lot of people, are, especially the anti-vaxxers, are like, well, what's the point of the vaccine? These people may never have contracted COVID had they've heard being vaccinated, you know. These were very high-risk people. These are the people that will pass away from COVID. And so we can all do our part. By all means, though, I'm all for pro-choice, free choice in the world, but it's not all about just yourself. Well, I got to jump in here because I'm pro-vaccine. Y'all know it. Said it a million times, get the motherfucking vaccine. Science is on our side. You know, there are diseases that have been completely eradicated from this planet, like polio, like smallpox. You know, why is it so fucking hard? Because some Russian bot is telling you that this is bad, and you're like, oh, my research. You're not a fucking college or university. Get the fucking vaccine. <laughs> You've got to break the chain of infection. These are the people that are most vulnerable. And how can you live with yourself if you know that you didn't do everything you could to help these people? My turn. Go ahead. Sorry. Go for it. So 
the vaccine is not a cure, people. Why do you all keep thinking it's a cure? It doesn't cure. It lessens the uh, attack of the virus. So these people who were fully vaccinated, and I'm sure all the anti-virus, uh, anti-virus, <laughs> anti-vaxxers are going to jump onto this and go, look, it proves it doesn't work. These people would have got a lessened version of COVID. Yes, it would test positive as COVID, but it's a lesser version and it ends up being like a cold or flu. And a cold or flu would have killed these people anyway in their sickened state. So it's not actually that COVID killed them, it's the cold or flu got them. So, yes, we all need to get vaccinated. Please do it. And if you look at the amount of people who are in hospital or on ventilators that have not had their shots compared to those who are fully vaccinated, you will find that there's not <laughs> any at all, right? Get the fucking vaccine! Yes, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, think, so. um, I think it's very... These are very important statements. I mean, these people that are around me are not novice people. We have a um, nurse. We have nurse. We have someone who has a sick parent that they are the, the carer for that has gone through this. We have a we have an international panelist that has been fully immunized and still had got COVID like got COVID Delta variant and recovered. Lisa uh, Lisa is back up and at it again now. She it knocked her fairly fairly significantly, but she up uh, she went for a run yesterday. She said she um good. got a bit lightheaded and ran into a spider web, but. <laughs> Lee is back up, and Lee, if you're watching, we're so happy that you're well. I, I had a little chat to her. She's our British correspondent, but um, we are we are pro-choice. We are pro everyone's. You know, everyone has their opinion. You know what? But pro-choice, your rights end where my rights begin. Okay, <laughs> hey, Lexi. You have every right to swing a cat by the tail. Well, you really don't, but you have every no. right to swing a bag in the air. Let's say that. You ever, but if that bag hits me, you don't have a right to hit me with your bag. You know? <laughs> if you're in a boat and you're in your room and you want to make a mess, yes. But you can't dig a hole in the floor of the boat because it's your room. You know? When we're all on the same boat, you got to sacrifice a little choice. Yeah. And look... As as we're discover as we're discovering here in Australia now, like the twelve months ago, the situation was very different between us and America. We were living life and going, Americans, they're so dumb. Now look at us. Well, um, Anne sent through in the Anne sent through in the in our private chat. Um, we've just had our COVID numbers for the day. We have eleven a.m. Um, we have eleven a.m. briefing every day in New South Wales. 390 cases. Yay. So we're winning. I feel like we're, we're winning. winning. I know we are winning. Here I feel like um, county, we currently have 109 people in isolation. Uh, and we are only 70,000 people in this county. You know, you easy to get a park though, right? There's apparently a party and over the 10 days ago that like has 30 people sick. Yes. Well, that's it. well. That this is the problem. Everyone's come from Sydney to you know party on down in Newcastle and then just go <laughs> everywhere. It's like, oh well. Um, let's just hold, we've we've had a. I need to go back to our comments. Where where are they? I'm losing the chat. I feel like we haven't seen some of these people in a little while. Hello, Spartan Power. 
We haven't seen smart Brooks. Brooks loving life today. She's like Vera's. She's Vera's number one fan. Thank you. We'll have to get. We'll have to get the merch back up so you can get a Vera T-shirt. Hey. <laughs> all right speaking all right i have to get your opinion on this vera because i as soon as i saw it i went this is a vera article um the don says do the right thing and carry his card the former president of the united states sent an email out on wednesday august 4th asking his diehard supporters and fans to carry the specially designed red and gold cards bearing his signature However, when images of one of the cards featuring a prominent eagle with its wings unfurled emerged on social media, a number of Twitter users immediately began comparing the design used in Nazi insignias. Um, the card you select will be carried by patriots all around the country. They will be a sign of your dedicated support to our movement to save America. I'm putting my full trust in you, says the Don. Oh, oh, I've got to go to you first, Vera. Oh, well, you all know that up until recently, I was a member of the Republican Party. Yes. And I continue to get emails from the Donald David. <laughs> oh, lucky you. I, I, could this be? You haven't re-upped your membership in the Trump Nation. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> uh, the, the Nazi symbolism in the Trumplandia has been very prominent, you know? It's, but I would like to say that today is the day that the Congress was supposed to depose Biden and, and install Trump. And lo and behold, we're like an hour and a half away from the end of the day and Biden's still president. Stupid <laughs> Do you know what matters. Donald has to say about the matter? <laughs> he knows nothing. He, he knows, knows nothing. <laughs> I mean, at this point, like the the, the phrase "card carrying Nazi" is this phrase for a reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> like no one, no one in his in his camp went. Hmm. I think they. You like know symbolism. I sorry. I think that this part of the appeal that there's this very nationalist underlying dark spirit that came to power with the Nazis that's re-emerging through this Trumpism, you know? Um, yeah, I would like to think he's taking the piss, but I don't know anymore. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know anymore either. And Melania <laughs> is just mysteriously silent with her, giant, with her giant child next to her. She had a shit ton to say about her stupid rose garden. We're going to talk about that, Ace. We're going to talk about that. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. That's just like, it's funny because most of the Trumpers would probably be the first ones onto the trains as well. Oh, yeah. It's like, take some to the camps. Like, oh. okay, bye now. Well, none of them would be invited to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> they are not the master race. Is that what we're saying? They are not the master all right speaking of um look <laughs> things are pretty serious in the middle of the show so um we're gonna talk about this and i thought it was such a weird flex um a youtuber and influencer has been arrested for flying a drone into the world trade center for a social media stunt 
A man has been arrested for allegedly flying his drone into Seven World Trade Center for a YouTube video. Um, 22-year-old Adam Ismail is a self-described, here we go, CEO, crypto uh, investor, and videographer slash photographer. Uh, crashed his drone into the Manhattan building at approximately 3 p.m. on Monday, August 2nd. The Daily Mail reports Ismail was inspired to travel to New York City to film his drone for a personal travel video to make his YouTube channel pop off um, by a fountain near the Oculus and the World Trade Center, which was rebuilt after the September 11th attacks. Fuck no! Fuck no! (laughs) Go for it! (laughs) <laughs> the things people will do to get their thumbs up and their likes and their ratings. No, too far. You don't do that shit. Think of the PTSD of those people who are working in that building. To have a fucking drone, even though it's this big, smack into the building would terrify them. What a selfish See you next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) That's one for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) And look, do you think the kid's 22 years old? So? Question. (laughs) Yeah. Why is it that all the people who refer to themselves. (laughs) Why is it that all the people who refer to themselves as influencers? shouldn't be giving advice to kids running lemonade stands. They're not the brightest. They're not saying important things. They're doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the why way people the watch turns. it. Like you watch the most idiotic stuff. Like there's one guy on the Gold Coast who has videos like laying down at the end of an escalator to trip people over, like old people over as they're getting off. And millions of people are watching this crap on TikTok People like that shouldn't even be – they should be arrested. Yeah. Really? They should be. Like, and charged. Like, how can you be that culturally unaware? Of, and he obviously wasn't alive when it – or, or well, he cogn- was. He was little, well, but he was yeah, alive. Like, wasn't cognizant enough to know what a world-defining event that was and to be so close to the anniversary. Here, you're like, you're a special State, type of asshole. Like, here in New York State, oh! September 11th is, like, sacred, you know? People don't get married on September 11th. Every freaking September 11th, there's a a two-and-a-half-hour, all television is preempted so we can go to the monument and ring the bell for all 2,000 people that died. There's no way he didn't know that he was treading on sacred ground, Mm. you know? Yeah. You're you're a special kind of asshole to do something like that, like... Mm -hmm. That's the youth. That's that's the youth, people. Like, <laughs> but I'm, one of the, I'm, I'm old the enough to go. He got the notoriety. He got write-ups. He got all this shit. Yeah, he got arrested, but he probably is so happy about that. And he probably got well, a million more followers. And it's up to the, the followers to let him know that that's not on and they need to unsubscribe and they need to uh, send a message. And this happened to somebody who went into the Japanese suicide forest and uh, they uh, – was oh, a yeah. yeah, and they, they took a, a video of the, whatever it was and put it up there. Well, his, his channel got absolutely slashed over that and people rose up and said no – so this is what people need to do. You need to go to these pages and say, no, this is not on, and hold them accountable. Yeah. As a society, like online is becoming, you know, uh, 
a facet of our society. We need to start upholding the morals that we would expect as having a conversation in person as we would communicate over the internet as well. We need to up the standard. It makes it hard for people like Renata and I, and you guys too, who are trying to do things the right way with integrity, and then we're trying to compete with this shit that they put up and they get millions of um, hits on it. Like our TikTok, we're putting up silly stuff and it gets the hits where if we put up something with integrity, it gets like 20. Yeah. yeah. That's what we have this conversation a lot about. Je- Jeffrey's like, oh, there's going to be controversy. There's gonna... I'm like, yeah, but there's got to be a line as well. Yeah. There's got to, like, Controversy's good. You don't but... do things for, for doing it's sake. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like this fuckwit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Frontier airline staff forced to duct tape passenger to seat a 22 year old Ohio man who allegedly groped the breasts of two female flight attendants during a Frontier flight and then punched a male attendant when confronted was duct taped to his seat for the rest of the trip from Philadelphia to Miami the flight attendants will be as required in such circumstances relieved of flying pending completion of an in- investigation Frontier um, said in a statement an uh, updated statement Tuesday afternoon. The airline said the flight attendants' paid leave status, in line of the uh, in line with the event of this nature, is pending to uh, pending an investigation. But the same thing has just happened, like a day or two ago, to a thirteen-year-old who was trying to kick out a window mid-flight. Wow! Yeah, like, you know, again, personal choice only goes so far. <laughs> You can't kick out the window. I don't care what you think. You know, like, need to be ducked. Do we need to bring back air marshals again? Like, yeah, I think we really do. Where um, has intelligence know? gone? Where is it? Where is TikTok. TikTok. No, thirty not seconds. Me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thirty second snippets. That's all they have. You got to remind well, everyone. Thirty I, seconds. I, I back them all the way for doing that. They do whatever they need to do to keep everyone on that plane safe. Um, one of my friends was a flight attendant. He used to tell me some of the stories that would go down and um, the the force that they are allowed to use to keep the rest of the plane safe. Because let's face it, you're up in the fucking air. You're a couple mm-hmm. of miles up there. There is no opening up the door to get away from this person. You're all stuck on there with them. So go for it, air, air hostesses. You gaffer tape their freaking balls to the chair if you need to and make sure that all their hair is exfoliated at the end. Well, the guy, the, the, exactly. the steward that actually t- taped him there, he was a big guy. He did the video. At first I thought it was a skit because he is hilarious. He was like recounting what had happened and then he said when he pulled the duct tape out, the guy that was going off started stuttering. He's like, yeah, you get the duct tape, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, to, we're going to prove it's a weird and wonderful world, um, because well, I guess it didn't happen, guys. I'm a bit bummed out. <laughs> Aliens were supposed to invade again yeah, on the 11th of August. Did you see the media shower? <laughs> the according to, according to TikTok, <laughs> according to TikTok user Aesthetic Time Warper, who claims to be from the year 2714. There will be a meteor shower on the 11th of August, 2021. It will kick off some kind of intergalactic war with the Nozicks. Oh, 
close to Nazis. Only those of you in the Northern Hemisphere will witness the phenomenon, so take lots of pictures, please. Okay, thanks. At this point, could it be even worse than the current situation we're in globally? Uh, kudos to the guy for traveling back nearly 700 years to make the most basic TikTok video we've ever seen. And it's still getting surprises. <laughs> Teleport us to Mars! There is a meteor shower that happens every year this time. <laughs> it's called the Perseus. And there you go. No, we couldn't see it because it was cloudy. <laughs> but no aliens came down. I would have taken pictures. You know I would. <laughs> I'd take an abduction. It's, at least it's going somewhere. I think I have been abducted. Well, you know, I think it happened. <laughs> well, you're here. Right now, so. like, it could only be, be better. <laughs> but so as, as, a, as a ghost hunter, my lovely Anne, what, what, how do we feel about aliens? What's, what's the, what's the well, UFO I think feeling we've got no idea what is out there. Um, there has to be more than us. I think we'd be rather arrogant to think that we are the only creatures in the whole of the known universe and beyond. Um, I just don't think our little meagre brains can cope with the concept of what's out there. I do believe that uh, some people know the truth about what's out there and they're protecting us because... See how they're reacting to COVID? There's no way they would uh, cope with an alien life form. Really? I had this conversation. Did any? No, and no one did. No one watched the last season of the X Files. No, oh, I, I started to. Okay, the so the the, the main storyline of the last season of the X Files was about a cold like virus that was taking over the planet to thin out the herd for alien invasion. Oh, my and, son. like, news was being censored and all that kind of stuff. People were getting taken off TV. It's You know how The Simpsons usually get it right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. X, the X-Files, na- like, nailed it. If you watch yeah, it, was a bit older and scullier onto it. A movie that, that starts with a virus. There's a few. There's a few. And people want to watch The World was on Fire was not just a virus. The World was on Fire. I can't think uh. of it. My coworker was talking about it just the other day. Oh, well, look, it's what a documentary these days. <laughs> my son came up. My son came up with a theory to screw with all the anti-vaxxers and I love Jody's comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he said that all these anti-vaxxers have actually fallen for the conspiracy that's been put out there by Russia and China yes. to thin the population. So all the the um, the ones who don't get the vaccine are going to die and it's doing and it's also putting uh, people within the country at war against each other which is making it an unsettled country and it's going to make it so much easier for them to invade us and take over the country because we're not united. Yeah. How's that for a theory? I know that wrong. <laughs> we have to have a conversation one day. It's probably more an Anne and Renata conversation about black-eyed children. Oh, yeah. Creepy. Love it. Love it. Um, so talking about other cryptids and strangeness, um, did you got ladies catch sight of Loch Ness Monster this week? <laughs> no. I think I did. I only saw the no. isolated <laughs> <laughs> So uh oops, so oops, sorry. Um leaving <laughs> users either in hysterics, disgusted, or a mixture of both. A recent Google map search of Loch Ness showed a snap of a naked man holding a big stick. Apparently the gentleman in the picture has done this for many iconic sites. The images have now been removed. One Twitter, <laughs> one Twitter user stated, if that's Nessie, I wish we'd never found him. 
<laughs> if you're wondering why Loch Ness is trending in the UK, you might want to have a look. Please don't. You can consider yourself warned. <laughs> look, I mean, he did it for Disneyland. Now that's not okay. <laughs> because I did, he have, this did he have ears on it? No, he was just standing in a hotel doing the same thing, just standing there naked, just snap. And yeah, naughty, naughty, don't troll people. Was it a Disney hotel? <laughs> it probably was. Jody, this was Jody, this was my question as well. It was it wasn't bad. Like I wouldn't take a photo of it. But yeah, like it it was Was it cold? Meh. Meh. <laughs> No, I think he was like flying the flag at half mast. Oh, okay, okay, you yeah. pre-prepared, huh? This, yeah. this is the conversation we had about Bigfoot. Why is it always grainy footage? <laughs> You're going to have to tell me what I've got to look up now because I have to check this out. <laughs> I'll send you the link, girl. Thank after you. The show. Thank you. This is this is like the sex life conversation all over again. <laughs> I'm like Vera, I'll show you offline. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> well. Since we're in that area. Uh-oh. Oh. That's so- oh! So- ah, um, Floridians get the willies. So-called <laughs> penis snakes have started appearing in southern Florida. So that's where Marie is, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> as the climate continues to change, it's becoming commonplace for the regions of the world to suddenly find themselves home to various strange species previously unknown to the territory. Formerly known as a Cassilian, I'm going to say, biologists have smart enough to have been smart enough to give the species a proper a proper name. The creatures are native to Colombia and Venezuela in South America, but more recently have also been seen in the Tamiami Canal near Miami International Airport. Now well, let's get a closer look. Oh. <laughs> now, Steve, I'm very disappointed because this was your new um your new little segment. So this was meant to be this. No, what? it's not actually. No, it's not. It's not. It's oh. not. Don't oh. ruin my new segment. Um, well, there was a lot of conversation. There was a lot of conversation <laughs> about uh, about um about it. I said we're like um I I think A said I hope it doesn't spit, which is, <laughs> which is and I said imagine stepping on one with no shoes on. Oh, oh. imagine oh. stepping on one with no knickers on. Oh. 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 <laughs> Oh, well. Often are you out in the wild with no knickers on? You'd be swell. That is Luke. Hello. It is the wild these days, so. That is wild. Look, <laughs> wild things happen. Wild things happen, and I'm, I'm, Jeffrey's not here to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it. Oh. it's not. They're not showing up for me today. Um, unexpected pivot! <laughs> if rumors are true... <laughs> Art could be finally imitating life with Ross and Rachel rumors to be dating in real life. That's right. David Schwimmer and uh, Jennifer Aniston are allegedly dating after playing one of TV's most iconic sitcom couples. Have they found their real life lobster? One can only hope. It's a a bit cute. Like I'm in the camp that Friends is a little bit overrated, but... um, I never She's, watched it much. They love ever. they love to paint the they love to paint the narrative that Jen's in lucky in love, you know, unlucky in love. 
Well, uh, I think Jen just doesn't need a man and she doesn't put Did up it? with any crap. She's just like, mm, nah. <laughs> I got too Take much money to worry about this title. shit. <laughs> <laughs> they recently did the reunion and apparently that's where things... Um, little sparks flew. Re-sparked yeah, a little yeah, I mean, in television and film, you've got to be careful because I've, um, I've done some work in TV and film. And when you are on set and you are being the character in a certain situation, it can put you into a false sense of a relationship with that person. And I'm just wondering if they're trying to relive the moments and the joy and the fun that they had back in Friends and it's slightly skewed. But if it isn't, good luck to them. I mean, I think it's beautiful. Anyone that finds a soulmate, Go for it. But yeah. it's just... Look, it's we've all had a... Sh- yeah, it's a showman's kind of thing. You know, we've yeah, all been there. Yeah. You're well, like, you oh, do a I'm show, obsessed with you. You've all your energy into that show. You're living mm. that show and breathing that show and breathing this character for so long that you create yeah. this artificial intimacy. Yeah. yeah. You know? It happens. <laughs> um, let's go to another set of friends that um, could be more than friends. Oh. Robin admits his boy wonder. More than 80 years since he was first introduced to readers and after decades of homoerotic subtexts with his companion Batman, comics' most trusty sidekick Robin has canonically come out as LGBTQ+. In a cliffhanger ending to DC's latest issue of Batman Urban Legends, the the current iteration of the boy runner, Tim Drake, is shown accepting a date invitation from his friend Bernard after having just rescued him from a villain while in disguise as Robin. After years of subtext and not so subtle co- not so subtle coding, DC has given the green light to let Batman's closest ally out of the closet, joining the likes of fellow DC heroes, Batwoman and Marvel Comics Iceman, Star Lord, and Captain Marvel, in giving visibility for the queer community in mainstream superhero culture. I'm gonna go first in this one, and I think it is fantastic. Um Speaking as someone who grew up reading comic books and that was a big escape and, like, figuring out one's sexuality, X-Men was a big thing, That you know, being outside of the culture and being misunderstood and all that kind of thing. But for kids today to be able to look at a comic book and go, that's me, I, I, I can be a hero. I don't have to be a sidekick. I don't have to be the butt of a joke. I don't have to be comic relief. That's a huge thing, right? Yeah. And also not guessing. It's just sort of like it's always been reading stuff into it and just to be out there, just being who they are without people sort of whispering behind their hands. I think it's I I like it. I think it's how many problems have there been? Like there's been sorry, Xperia, you go you go. No, go ahead. Oh, there's been so many Robins. So if this iteration of Robin is gay, then so be it. Doesn't mean that every Robin in the past was. Doesn't mean the ones coming in the future will be, because that's one character that's often been revolved. Like it's always been Bruce Wayne as Batman, but there's been multiple Robins. I think uh, it's I'm, great. I'm just gonna say representation is power. You know, if you can see someone like you in the world around you, you can see that representation. Exactly, because how many and I'll, I'll, I'll pose Luke this question, how many little gay boys 
grew up going, well, I'm not that superhero. So they gravitate to the female superheroes and go, oh, well, I had to be I, ha- I have, I have, oh, there is a photo of me. There is a photo of me on my first day of school pretending to be Shira in my school uniform, holding up my imaginary sword because I was watching it on TV. So for for a, a gay kid to be, oh, not even a gay kid, Robin's bisexual in the in the comic book. So let's, yeah. Representation but matters. Repre- any kind of representation is good. I'm like, yep. Yep. to come out of that, you know, the past and be really in the future and supported is amazing. We're going to go back. and not taboo. You know? Exactly. We're going to go back to the past fun. now because we're this actually this made me really like a bit bummed out, and I don't know why, but I think I do know why. Um, rest in peace, in peace, Pat Hitchcock. Patricia Hitchcock, the only child of legendary director Alfred Hitchcock and wife Alma Ravel, has passed away at age ninety three. She featured in many of her father's productions, including Stage Fright, Strangers on a Train. Psycho and Alfred Hitchcock presents and spent her later life ensuring her parents' legacy and contributions to classic Hollywood cinema uh, was never forgotten. It we're oh. lo- like that that whole era is nearly gone. Do How you know much I mean? did she look like her father though? When you did <laughs> that yeah, photo, right. like, but you like, how many? Why yeah, does she like, look like somebody's scaring her. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably it's getting ready for the scene. Yeah, <laughs> But we're we're losing all of that. I, I don't know. I think I've just got a bit of a soft spot because I'm a film study student for that classic Hollywood. Those classic Hollywood, like even those days, I love like Art Deco stuff. I'm like, put me there. I'm ready to go. And all of that stuff is fading. I think that's so sad. And like, kids today will never watch those movies and stuff like that. Like. Some will. Who would? Who wouldn't want to watch Psycho? Like, I don't know. I'm just like I love Psycho. Yeah, don't watch the Hitchcock original. (laughs) Watch Rebecca. Oh, great movie. Love a bit of Hitchcock. Anyway, we're going to get into this week. It's it's been a hot little (gasps) Ace Browning. I think you have to be disowned. We're going to bring back a top uh, a segment that we like to call the view from here. So this week's topic comes courtesy of this article. The the, the um, Olympics really delivered. Um, in short, German German coach punched a horse. In the show jumping event, um, competitors aren't able to bring their own horses and instead meant to pick one at random. They have 20 minutes to warm up their chosen horse before they take the field. St. Boy refused to make any jump, leading to the Germans' zero, uh, zero scoring points. Uh, the rider cried as she tried to navigate the rest of the course, and Rasmir, who is the coach, um, yelled and hit the horse to get it in line. During one moment, the coach was seen punching the horse in the back leg. My question, um, Peter have blown up about it, obviously. My question to you guys today, should animal-based sport and entertainment be banned in this modern day? Who would like to go first? Oh, I'm going to pick Vera because I'm going to pick Vera because she has opinions about everything. <laughs> I love it. I, I do think that there are sports that are inherently abusive. Dog racing, cockfighting. I, I, I have. I'm shocked to see this sport get punched. But um, 
I have seen a lot of beautiful relationships between horse and rider. And equestrian dressage, I know I'm an Olympics nerd, but it's still one of my favorite sports, watching those horses dance. <laughs> I, I can't say I want to see it go away. All right. What about you, Miss Anne? How do you feel about... It all comes down to how it's done in ethics because uh, if the animal is wanting to do it and it's joy for the animal, and there are many horses that love to jump. I'd say whoever had chose that horse as uh, a horse for that particular sport has fucked up in a big way. That horse was not willing to be out there, so should never have been there. But uh, it's got to be the, the person that is working with the animal has the correct ethics because I've seen some of the animals uh, that work on sets and things and they they are treated like gods and they're, um, they, they feel so much joy when they do their tricks and their owner gives them a, a little treat. And I know some of my dogs will, they, they love it when you teach them to do something and they succeed at doing it and they're happy, you're happy. It's, it's got to be done the right way. Ooh. I've muted and myself. And <laughs> <laughs> I think there's definitely a, a difference between um, the animals that are bred to do it and then, you know, circuses and, yeah. you know, zoo, like the old school circus, the old school zoo, yeah. where they took animal, oh, whoops, animals out of their natural habitat, put them into these small enclosures for people to go, Ugh. I have a friend from high school who traveled with a Panem Circus for years and years. She insists that all the animals in the circus were treated well. Yeah, it's not, and, and I think we're talking more, about, especially these um, foreign countries where they're chaining up, like they're dosed, they're tranquilizing tigers so people can get a photo with them and chaining monkeys to posts. Not and, ethical. Not ethical, not ethical, right? Those animals were not bred to do that. You know but what you mean? know what? At the end of the day, it all comes down to if humans want to throw money at it, it will keep going on. So yes. whatever well, the industry, whether it's tigers getting tranked, horse racing, everything will continue if there's money there. So fighting is almost gone. Yeah, and it's and just when people turn so. off, then it will stop. That's mm -hmm. pretty much... <laughs> My favourite thing is watching people... <laughs> the one thing I will watch when it's on the news no, is um, the running of the bulls. Oh, just to watch people get completely fucked up. Yeah, and you can the bulls are just like <laughs> they just like I'm gonna fuck you up. But the thing I Australia, I, I'm gonna like probably get a bit of hate for this. Australia is like moister than an oyster for the Melbourne Cup. And it's not because of the horse racing, let's be honest. No, it's because you get a day off to get pissed in the middle of the week. <laughs> like, no, and dress up. Oh, look at yeah. me. And Instagram photos. And then no, who's carrot through your fascinator. Who, yeah, who's <laughs> actually sitting there? I don't think anyone is. Oh, well, I'm sure there would be a few who are passionate, but they're the people that support the sport year round. You know what I mean? Well, they're the people it's with like, in the race. Yeah. Not go, not go. I I, I search the tab and just fall down because I've had too many champagnes in the marquee. It's the same. Getting off topic, it's the same thing with Anzac Day. People are using a wonderful day of remembrance and honouring our our troops 
to have a day off in the middle of the week to get pissed. But anyway, that's enough about Australia. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think as as you've all pointed out, the difference is between, you know, being bred or, or animals that couldn't survive in, 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 um, in the wild that, you know. And ethical treatment. An ethical treatment of like they're doing there's some wonderful even dis like i watched a thing on disney about um their park in florida and how that it's all been set up like as a mini environment like you wouldn't see that 20 30 years ago it's like uh get it, was behind pretty, the... it was pretty cool i stayed there yeah like yeah a giraffe off your balcony well, look, it, it is creating like an environment that is the most comfortable for those animals that you can possibly give them, given the circumstance they're in. Like the, there's a chimpanzee enclosure here, which they've completely redone here years back because it used to just be a cage. And these chimpanzees are actually breeding in captivity now because they're obviously a lot happier. Mm. Right. You know? And I think SeaWorld have finally started to turn the have finally started to turn the, the, the corner. Well, definitely here in Australia. SeaWorld, have, there's no whale of any kind. There's a handful of dolphins that I think were either injured and couldn't be released back into back into the wild or bred in captivity that wouldn't survive in the wild. When it's for conservation and education and those animals are safe and cared for, mm-hmm. there's a different, there's a whole different kind of vibe, I think. Right. Right? Yeah. I agree. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad we had this conversation. I was just like, I got got in my craw a little bit that like people were like, oh, whatever. Like, not that I'm the biggest animal rights activist in the world, but you know, <laughs> nature is beautiful, right? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you know that sent a chill through our system. We might need to um, warm up a bit. What do you think? Do you think we need to gather around? Gather around the heat of Vera's vent. Yes, we do. <laughs> you didn't, you, you didn't play a little thingy. <sighs> oh, it's the overlay. Okay. We need to delete it. Okay. Oh, it changed Streamyard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vera. Here's your Sorry, turn. Kitties. Three, no. two, one, vent. As I said earlier, uh, a lot happened in New York State this week. I've been trying to keep my vents from being very U.S. focused because we have so many friends from all over. Um, but this year, this week, I can't help it. Uh, as you all know, we talked about it earlier, Governor Mario Cuomo was found guilty of sexual abuse and abuse of power. And he has resigned. Um what you don't know is that last Friday, I sat next to my sitting congressman at the theater. And if you may remember, a year ago, probably in this very shirt, uh, Jeffrey took a lot of fun playing this political ad that I made and where I called out this congressman. And lo and behold, he's sitting right next to me. And I wanted to call him out again. (laughs) I really wanted to call him out again. Because this man had um, stood by Donald Trump. But he was one of the first people in the state to call for Governor Cuomo's recognition. And here's the problem, kids. 
if you're going to stand by President Pussy Grabber, you don't get to call out Governor Tit Grabber. Okay? That's not right. The Democrats are holding this man accountable. But the Republicans need to step up and hold their perpetrators accountable. Yes, Donald Trump is out of office, but Matt Gates isn't. He has credible allegations of child trafficking. Jim Jordan isn't. He helped cover up a, a sex scandal in uh, teenage wrestling, a high school wrestling coach. You know what? You can't hold Democrats to a different standard. If we're willing to hold ourselves to that standard, and I'm actually not a Democrat, but I'm not a Republican anymore either. If the Democrats are willing to hold themselves accountable and get rid of people like Mario Cuomo and uh, Franken, Al Franken, then the Republicans have to step up and get rid of Mike Gates and Jim Jordan. Because otherwise, this is all for show. It's just a lie. And you don't care what these people do as long as you have power. It's ugly. And it's not what this was this government was intended to be. Democracy is supposed to be society coming together for the greater good, not for your personal power. Step up. Do the right thing. Do the right thing for your country. Do the right thing for your party. Because people like me have been leaving the Republican Party in droves because of people like that. Sorry to my international friends. <laughs> But no, it, it resonates even here, Vera, because it's the same thing's happening here. So many sexual scandals in our down in our parliament, right, guys? Mm -hmm. The rape allegations, and it's just it's rampant. And especially men in power, I think, have abused it terribly. And it's about time there is accountability. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to hold myself accountable for the next section because I thought we should finish every week off with a bit of a what-the-fuck moment. So here's a new section, a segment <laughs> I'm calling What the Fuck Weekly. What the... <laughs> so, I love how you keep it out there, but you say it before you play the video. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I would say it properly for the first show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so we can introduce it. Now, this one actually comes from, I guess, he has to be our number one fan. Mr. Ace Browning, he um he posted this into our <laughs> into our comments um on the penis snake. Uh, no, not on the penis snake. On the um oat girls last week that we shouldn't put in oh. our vagina, right? Oh yeah, right. the hornet out last weekend. <laughs> so here's a here's a story that Ace decided to share with us <laughs> when it comes up. Well, come on, Streamyard. My friend is in forensics and works at crime scenes. They found a woman laying in the bathroom floor with her head wound and live baby shrimp on the floor and a smell of burnt residue. After three days of investigation, they figured out what had happened. Long story short, she bought a lobster from the market. In the market, they feed lobsters live baby shrimp until they're sold. This woman brings the lobster home, inserts oh, the lobster's God. tail into her vagina, lights a lighter and puts the flame towards the lobster's head. So the lobster would frantically start shaking his tail, which is inside her vagina, giving her the most jollies. Apparently, she killed the lobster from burning its head too long. The lobster, being dead, avoided its bowels, causing the lobster to shit out live baby shrimp into her vagina. This woman then goes to pee, sees live baby shrimp crawling out of her vagina. She freaks out, 
falls, cracks her head open on the bathtub and dies. This happened in Chicago 2021. 2001. No, 2001. Have we verified this? This is just a story. This is the what the fuck weekly. So, Karma! I was going to say, is the world worse off without her being around anymore? I don't think so. Look at Jodie. Why would this woman Lobsters everywhere, relax. She's gone. (laughs) (laughs) I have no words. I don't think we can have a conversation about that. That's the plan. No. It, sh- it should be the conversation stopper. <laughs> That's what this is all about. But this is the world we live in, kids. It is crazy. It is um, all kinds of messed up. So, look, we have to thank Miss Anne for joining us again today. <gasps> We're going to talk all Anne, about your tell stuff. Us about these. All yes, right. tell us all so, about it. Renata and I have created our very own oracle cards. They are the frightfully good, naughty and nice oracle cards. And rather than love and light and fluff, as the world likes to, uh, and a lot of psychics will say, oh, it's all right, the universe has got your back, the angels are there, we are a little bit more blunt. So um, we have swear words and sort of things (laughs) in there. Um, So we have things like, Stop telling yourself the same old story. If things aren't working out the way you want them to, then do something about it. Yes. Yes. um, Yeah. So, and things like, yeah, the angels have your back, but you don't stand up for yourself. So these are the oracle cards that boot you up the butt. And I did pull one for our listeners today, which is uh, for all of you. Yes. Uh, and this actually was uh, sent to us via our one of our um, what do you call it uh, guides uh, who spelt this out on the table for us. Hurt is wasted energy to real to heal. Realize your part in the issue. So for those people Good out there at the God. moment who are really upset and hurt about shit in life, work out what your aspect of that is because you're just wasting your time being hurt. You're just being dramatic. Work out what it is and. Start to put it aside. Move on with your life. Anyway. And, and where can we get we those? Where can we get oh, them? If you head over to the Anne and Renata hyphen frightfully good page on Facebook, just send us a message on there. They're $25. Uh, postage anywhere in Australia is $10. Postage to America is twenty nine forty, and that's all on Australian dollars, so cheaper than that for you guys in America. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's our cards. We're very proud. 40 in the deck, and they're very nice quality. And yeah, they look they look great. I can't wait to get some myself. And our logo? That's Renata and I. <laughs> I wonder which one's which. Oh, <laughs> so if you don't already follow Anne and Renata um, on social media, please do it. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Also, True Hauntings podcast is still going strong. Oh yeah, subscribe to them on Spotify for True. Guy- one hundred and fifteen thousand downloads between Spotify and iTunes um, for our first thirty-five episodes, or something like that. Oh, so we're, we're pretty girl. pleased with that. That's <laughs> awesome. It is so good. Um, Guy and Ghost went off like no one's business. Oh, yeah, oh, it was good. so exciting. Um, thank you so much. We always love it when you come and visit us. I so know. thank you for joining us, and Thanks thank you everyone me. for watching. Thank you everyone for watching today. Um, if you don't already follow us, you never know when Anna and Renata are going to pop up because I'm annoying and go, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> and we love you know? it. So. 
<laughs> you can like us on Facebook at My Uncensored Radio. You can follow us on YouTube. Like, you yeah, know. we need subscribers on YouTube, guys. Yeah, Come we on. need some YouTube yeah. love, guys. Oh, There's too. so much there. <laughs> so we're, we're, gonna, we're trying to help each other out. We're keeping yeah. it all in the family. But thank you, everyone, for coming today. We went a little bit over time, but I think it was worth it. We're going to love you and leave you. We'll see you next week. But don't forget, before you leave, if you're a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race, Next week on the Tuesday American show, Wednesday Australian show, we have the one and only Miss Nicole Page Brooks. Now, that was a funny-ass interview. You'll have to join in to find out what tea she spills on Drag Race and her her fellow sisters. She had plenty to say. She had plenty to say. (laughs) (laughs) you'll You'll also see Katrina A. Johnson before the end of the month, and we will be back next week. So stay safe. Much love to you wherever you are around the world. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. You know what, guys? Just before we leave, I've got one more thing to say. What? (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.